This episode is brought to you by Dadgrass. We'll call this a little pre-episode smoke break. I came across Dadgrass a couple months back and figured I'd give it a shot. I thought because of the lockdown, it would be nice to sit in my backyard, listen to some music, maybe drink a beer and light up a joint every now and then. The Dadgrass pre-rolls do exactly what I want. Music sounds a little better, I smile a little wider, and most importantly, I keep a clear head. I got my buddy Sean hip to these recently too. Now we FaceTime a few times a week, sit outside, and enjoy a mellow, casual smoke together. Dadgrass makes 100% organic hemp CBD joints that serve up a clean buzz so you can get just high enough. They're totally legal, there's no extra taxes, and they can be shipped nationwide. If you're looking for your own smoke break, head to dadgrass.com, throw a few joints in your cart, and enter discount code FOODONTOUR at checkout for 20% off. Oh, and while there's no legal age for the consumption of CBD or hemp right now, if you're under 21, this isn't the product for you. But now you got something to look forward to. Maybe tell your dad about it. Head to dadgrass.com for more info. Welcome back to another episode of Food on Tour. My name is Mike Robinson, and this is episode 20. If you've been enjoying the podcast, do me a quick favor, go leave a rating and review wherever you listen. It just takes a second and it helps me out a lot. Today I'm talking with my friends Rob Parr and Nick Salicito from The Deer Hunter. We're going to be doing something a little different. We're not talking about food this time. Um, we're going to be talking about beer. These guys know way more about beer than I know. So they'll definitely be carrying the conversation and I just sort of like shitty beer. But we'll get into that. Um, we'll be getting into some regional craft beers that they like and look forward to having in green rooms, as well as breweries they visited. And these guys also have a beer club in the back lounge of their bus, which they've deemed the Ballers Lounge. <laughs> we also ended up with way more White Claw talk than I expected. I think we all just sort of love it. Thanks, as always, for listening, and I hope you enjoy the conversation with Rob and Nick. probably talk about a little bit of food <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to talk about beer throughout i don't know the u.s europe what do you guys were you thinking mostly yeah, just wherever. domestic? uh mostly u.s i was thinking but um but we can get international i suppose let's start in yeah let's start in the u.s and, and see where it takes we'll start, us but yeah. my my first thing i want to know is do you have an absolute favorite brewery that you guys have visited while you're on tour with the deer hunter brewery we've visited specifically yeah. rather than just in general yeah i feel like that's i mean at least in my experience that's always been like a really fun day on tours like whenever you get to go to a brewery or like a distillery or some shit yeah. i wouldn't say that i have a favorite um but uh no i don't like to pick favorites <laughs> my, i don't think it's fair my, my- my favorite I've been to for like vibe is uh, Stone down oh. like near San Diego. Like just as a facility, it's an outrageous place. Nick, you don't have any favorites. You can give me a top five uh, if you want. Oh well, I mean, yeah, I can easily probably do um, <laughs> ones that I enjoy. Stone was definitely a cool experience. I mean, it's like a compound. It's it's just massive. They're uh, such I, a big brewery now, you know. Yeah, they, they have an East getting, Coast one too. I think. Yeah, and I think are they the ones that did something in Denmark or something as well? Like they opened this huge facility overseas, or is that Rogue? I don't, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was one of the two did something huge overseas. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know, but yeah, that was definitely a cool experience. Um, 
you know, it takes like a couple of minutes just to get from the parking lot to the, <laughs> right. the building. And while you're it's, doing that, you're it's like an amusement this, park style parking situation. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> and it's got this beautiful garden that you can walk through and all this other outdoor seating. And the place is massive. I don't think I've ever seen a brewery that large. Um, like people you know, get married there and shit. That's how beautiful their garden is. married yeah. at stone. Yeah. I mean, I, I shouldn't judge that. That's just surprising. It's, it's pretty dope out there. Yeah, where did you get married, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> nice, nice. King of beers. Okay, so aside I, from Stone, what else, Nick? Uh, you know, um, one of the, the more expansive places I've ever been is, it's in Wisconsin, it's called New Glarus, and they just have this like massive, massive facility. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a, a production facility that large. Um, it's just like huge and it's pretty much this self-guided tour that you can go on. It's so big that they can just say like, yeah, just kind of go. We've kind of blocked off sections that you can walk through that are not going to be in anybody's way. And they're absolutely right about it. But like, it's just this massive, massive place. I love Um, New Glarus. Yeah. yeah. I I just look forward to spotted cow like constantly when I'm on tour. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I'm a big fan of that, uh, that like raspberry, um, sort of, it's like a framboise thing that they do. It's kind of good. I mean, it's definitely sweet. It's definitely juicy, but it's it's pretty good. And now they sell it in these 12-ounce bottles, so you don't have to buy, like, this 750-milliliter bottle and finish it all in one night, yeah. which is good because it's kind of overwhelming to drink a whole bunch of it. So. I honestly don't know if I've ever had anything other than Spotted Cow from New Glarus. So maybe I shouldn't say that I love New Glarus, but I love Spotted Cow. <laughs> you love Spotted Cow, yeah. That's um, how I feel, too. I can't name any of their other beers. Just yeah. that one. Spotted Cow is definitely their their breadwinner, you know. Is it like a wit beer or something? It's like uh, a cream I thought ale. It's just a pale ale. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> I think, <laughs> no, right? Isn't it? Nick? I thought it was like a pale ale, but I could be wrong. We can find out, but I don't No. Nah, it's more yeah. fun if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have three different answers of what it could be. So are um, are there regions of of the US that you guys like beer in more than others? I I th- think yeah probably rob do you want to take this one i'm actually can i also backtrack slightly to our last question Mm. i I think we would really be making a mistake if we didn't shout out to some capacity yards brewery in philadelphia too yeah because they're first of all they're just the beer is really good the food they have at the brew pub is really really good um that's something i I want to touch on that later too just brew pub food in general but Mm. we'll get there but Yards is just cool. like everything about that place is so sick. Yeah, and our our buddy Rick there is the man. We've been visiting them and and hanging out with him for years now. It's it's now been two different facilities, and we I, I don't even know how many times we've taken the tour there. But seeing how much they've grown is so crazy, and they're an all wind powered brewery as well. So that's super rad. But I didn't we know can't, that. We that's can't, insane. Yeah, we can't leave them out of the the dope breweries. Uh, that we visited conversation. Well, I mean, yeah, I also feel like in talking about yards, you can't really skip over the ales, of the revolution thing, especially like if you're in Philly and you're going to go to yards, you have to drink those. And it's sort of like every time I tell someone about it, they're like, Oh, that seems like a shtick. Like that can't be real. But like, I don't know all the, every time I've looked up anything about it, it seems like it's pretty legit. And they're just taking what founding it was founding for all founding fathers recipes. Right. Yeah, my my understanding was they actually got those from the Philadelphia Library that had, you know, these historic recipes. Yeah, 
Um, but I, I don't know. It's definitely a cool premise, but I'm also just into history. So, um, right. And it's like, for me. Being, <laughs> it's a good place to drink those in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably one of the most patriotic things you can do is <laughs> drink one of it's those one of the, beers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't want to get too political, but, uh, <laughs> okay. So Rob, are you taking the, the regional question here? I mean, I'll take a part of it and I can't help but feel like Nick is going to, to some extent agree with me, but Philly's a good segue where I really just my favorite style of beer. And I know this is like some basic bitch shit to say right now in, in the modern beer climate. I just love new England IPAs. So the East coast, especially like the Northeastern quarter of our country. Yeah. Cause they're starting to get everywhere now. Um, that's just my jam. I know West coast, especially when it comes to IPAs has its own thing, but for me, it's a, a new England situation yeah i'd I'd agree with that um and the cool thing about if you are in the east coast is i mean you can pretty much you can only go so far before you come across a brewery that makes really good beer i mean there's so many breweries in the northeast especially in like portland maine portland maine is like just a mecca granted we don't really tour through portland maine all that often which is a mistake only because they have so many good breweries (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if we even have fans up there, but, but uh, <laughs> what are your favorite northeastern breweries? So many. Well, Aiden Aiden got us hooked on. Well, shouldn't say got us hooked. He got me hipped to Trillium, mm-hmm. and that is my favorite shit in the world. I I crave it. Yeah, I crave it. Tr- Trillium's <laughs> amazing. Um, Bissell Brothers is amazing. He Aiden also really loves Bissell Brothers. Um, so Aiden, Aiden is our, our guitar tech slash, uh, he has the title of angel boy, the younger (laughs) with me, of course, being the senior. Um, but, um, yeah, he, he's, he's really kind of, seems like he has friends in the beer scene up there and he always brings us like Treehouse and, and Bissell brothers and Mm -hmm. Trillium and shit. Treehouse is another amazing one. He, he reps Bissell brothers so hard that. When I first met him, before I knew Bissell Brothers as a brewery, I thought it was like his clothing company. Because <laughs> yeah. that logo is just on so many things he owns. Yeah. I don't think I've ever like, had damn, any good beer. I mean, I'm not, you know me, I, I kind of love shitty beer, so it's not surprising that I haven't had their beer, but I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever had anything from them. Oh, yeah, they're really good. Um, geez, just so many great breweries out of Portland, Maine. Uh, Allagash is up there. Rob, I, I want to know, like, as... As into beer as you are, and being the tour manager, are there certain beers when you're in certain places that you request for rider stuff? Like, if you just want stocked in the green room? So, there aren't always certain beers. Sometimes I'll go after certain breweries, um, and that doesn't always pan out either. Like, the last time we were, uh, like, when we were just in Brooklyn, I was trying so hard for them to outfit us with some other half uh, oh, yeah. stuff other half's another one that is just oh so good yeah. um and yeah there just occasionally there are things like for the longest time every time we were in uh denver nick would be like put crooked stave on the rider put crooked stave on the rider <laughs> it's like all right but every time i do that they ask me what it is so it's probably oh, really? not gonna happen well this was like before i feel like they didn't have the distribution that they have now and stuff like that but so I go more so for specific breweries sometimes, but, um, you know, uh, more often than not, it's just like we're nerds. 
give us what you think is the best of the area, more or less. And I ask for a variety of styles, just because not everyone likes IPAs, not everyone likes stouts, et cetera, et cetera. I've, I've become to like, I just kind of hate IPAs now. I can't do them anymore. I think overall I've just become kind of a pussy with beer. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and I just, all I want is Coors Light all the time now. Oh. You you just want a light beer. I love a light beer. I want to just sit don't put in, yourself down. Just want to sit in the sun and drink shitty beer. And I also the other thing with this is that I like I just like the act of drinking. So if I have like a double IPA or something, I can have like two or three of them, and then I'm I'm checked out for the night. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I can sit yeah. in my backyard right. and drink yeah. Coors Lights for ten hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. And then uh, I'll be checked true. out for the night. I mean, I I hate to say it, but I have found that since I do tend to really like New England IPAs, and for some reason, that kind of slightly higher ABV, that like 7 to 8 ABV, helps balance the sweetness or something. I, like I can't I can't do that when I'm like doing sun things. Like if I'm gonna go sit in a river, I've been buying white claws and shit. I really have yeah. just because it's like it's I love white I don't claw. know. <laughs> I love. And white I don't. Claw. It's a, it's not like I don't like a sessionable beer. It's just sometimes I guess for the types of beer I like, they don't like have enough flavor. Or something I get mad at them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we can do this, but does White Claw have a brewery we can visit? Because I would definitely do that. That'd be. A- yeah, that I, be I'm so sure they're. Cool. They got to be owned by someone else. So not that long ago, I did a like a seltzer tasting with some people. Mm. What is is this something and, like self administered seltzer tasting? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was a Zoom call of everyone just bought different seltzers oh. and then talked about what they bought and if it was better than White Claw or not. Most of them were, according to all the various opinions, were. Pretty competitive, if nothing else. I think White Claw just landed as like the the standard. It was like the first big one or something. But it's and especially since it's a trend now, every single brewery, like every microbrewery, has like a seltzer division now. Just because it's like may as well we do this shit anyway. I've never had like a like a craft seltzer, but I'm interested. In my experience, they're not that different. But that's <laughs> I, I'm 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 no I'm no connoisseur of the seltzer. I worked at a place that made a craft a seltzer. Yeah. Did you try it? Yeah, I mean, I had to. I, I made it. <laughs> oh, you made it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were making it. It's it's still in production, actually. I was working at a cidery, and uh, in Nashville called Disc and Cider, and we made craft seltzer as well. And it's crazy that I forgot you even lived in Nashville. Yeah, it's crazy that I. He's lived in a lot of places recently. Yeah, I'm, uh, I kind of move around a lot, but uh, so yeah, we did that and. That was that, you know. Uh, seltzer. I I'm a little embarrassed, but not too embarrassed to mention it on a podcast that <laughs> that White Claw has essentially replaced my drinking water. I don't know how if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like for instance, when I go and work on you know some rooms upstairs that I'm trying to fix up, I just grab a White Claw and I just get to work. Like that's my hydration. Yeah, you've you've earned a proper drink. I just well, grab a this white is before claw I start work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like okay. Let's see. I got my drill. Uh, <laughs> got my black cherry white claw. Yeah, yeah. Black okay, cherry so and raspberry are. The let's best get flavors, get back to beer. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is way too much of a tangent. 
I mean, I don't, I don't, th- I, I don't think hard seltzer is out of bounds for this conversation. I don't think so. I mean, it had to be touched, especially like in the touring context. Everyone's getting them on their rider. Like every time I, I've gone to like a friend's show in the last year, and I go in their green yeah. room, and everyone's got fucking hard seltzer back there. Because, yeah. well, I don't care if you, if you say you hate it, you're probably lying because it's pretty, <laughs> right. pretty yeah. tasty. You don't, you don't hate it. You're embarrassed. You're embarrassed to like it. <laughs> Um, I mean, can okay. I, so if you, I don't know if you guys just want to lead the way and like take it on, I, on beer breweries or whatever. Um, can I I'm, go back to the question you asked about if there's anything we try to get on the rider? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Cause for a long time, I mean months, it seemed like I, I was just begging Rob, especially when we were in Europe to get Omnipolo on oh, the rider. Omnipolo. And it was like this impossible feat. It was very, very, um, Hard to get at the time, even in I don't Europe. even know what that is. Yeah, it's... There's Swedish? Swedish brewery? I can't remember where that dude's from. It's basically like one dude who... Or a couple dudes, maybe, that they kind of started by contract brewing with, like, different um, breweries and doing collaborations. I don't even think those guys, like, had a brewery. Or I don't even know if they have a brewery right now. But they're basically just kind of, like collaborating with other breweries slapping their name on it and releasing this stuff and it was super good and for a while it's hard to come by but now you can kind of find it in a lot of places um well i th- i think it's that just they they didn't especially at the time have a contract brewer in the united states yeah. um and i don't know if that's true or if it's just because in ohio it wasn't that long ago that we were only able to get beer less than 13 percent or 12 percent or something like that um so we once that law passed that higher beer was okay, we started getting all kinds of other stuff in. But there's what I'm assuming is a contract brewer in Massachusetts maybe called the 12% Beer Project. Mm. And they they do all kinds of people. But all, all the Omnipolo stuff I get here is by them. Oh, okay. And all, Mike, I guess for some context, all the Omnipolo stuff I had is, I've ever had is pretty pretty damn good. But they do... Their premises are strange. Where the the one was like crispy burger buns, French fries, vanilla oh, IPA, or something I've like that. I've seen that. Yeah, maybe you sent yeah, me a photo so like, of that or something. That could be. But so they do stuff like that. There's another one. It's like a mango lassi goza. Jesus, something that like awesome. I, I, that. That sounds awesome because it's only three words. But there are like some of these that it's like. Come on, you didn't brew this with burger buns. I don't understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, for a while, I was really trying to just even locate that stuff, and Rob was having a real tough time. But you finally came through. Well, I shouldn't say you came through. It was the runner came the through runner came in like through. Southampton or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And uh, it was great. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We were trying to hunt that one down for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't think there's anything we always. Always try to get on the rider or anything like that. Crook, crooked Stave, Crooked's we were Stave. asking for it for a long that time. That was because every time I went to Denver, they were closed when I would try to visit, and I was just extremely <laughs> frustrated. So I was just like, just put it on the rider. I'm not going to get down there today. I know it. Have you been there yet? No, or no? no. It's extremely frustrating. But So our uh, our merch guy lives just outside of Denver, and he always tells us how awesome it is. He's been there a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> just taunting you, Nick. Pretty much. Yeah, in every t- we have like a beer club text chat, and that might be the only thing that he ever sends us pictures of is Crooked Steve. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's also we do have a beer club 
text thing. Yeah. But that's because we on tour have a beer club. I have that on my list of things I want to talk about. So let's just get into it. What do you? Let's get into I, it now. I have okay. written down. I forget. I always forget what you call it. But I had just have beer written club. down back lounge <laughs> beers. But so we call it we call it beer club. But someone I'm going to guess it was Nick actually. Um, relabeled the back lounge, the ballers lounge. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like we just take all of the. So out of all the beer we get on the rider, for the most part, that's some of the stuff is with certain people in mind, and occasionally we'll get like fancy, like not fancy, but specific rider beers, and those will get put in the the back lounge ice chest. But a lot of times it's just us going to bottle shops. And pulling out all these gems that I that if we put them in the front, like in the ice chest in the front, they'll just get drank up by someone that doesn't even look at the label. So so we tuck them away in the back in the baller's lounge. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then <laughs> then we just uh, we just sit back there and we have little tasting glasses. We pour it, talk about it, and we we have a banned untapped account, but no one knows how to log into it anymore. So we used to give it ratings, but we don't. We don't bother with those. I love now. that. How often is this like a nightly thing? We try to make it a nightly I, thing if we can. I feel like it was at first, yeah. but the last tour, it was not quite as frequent. Yeah, we were really busy. But you know what's kind of funny about the Ballers Lounge is it was just the back lounge where anybody could go. But when it comes time for us to have beer club, we pretty much just <laughs> kick everybody out. And it's kind of an understood thing. I don't know why everybody is just kind People of... People slide the door open and they're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very limited club. It's like four people and sometimes we have a guest. And it's not very often. And I kind of feel bad, but I don't care enough to start including other people. Because <laughs> we're usually splitting like one 16 ounce beer. Sometimes it's one 12 ounce beer, you know, and you kind of can't have 20 people back there. Come on. Yeah. I don't think it started out as an official club because I remember like there was that, like the first store that we had a bus, we finally had the ability to like buy stuff in store and not have to worry about like consuming it or taking up space in a van. So like there's an end of tour picture where we just had all this beer that we accumulated and it was like. It must have been like a hundred beers deep, but Jesus, that's that was no, that was beer club though. That was while we were doing beer club, we were just too excited about the prospect of beer club <laughs> to get through all the beer that we had uh, maybe yeah. purchased. I know. I just remember at the end of that first store, we had like we had like a hundred beers that we just didn't drink. But I think beer club kind of was like we got to start drinking these beers. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this is well, what problem. ends up happening too, kind of like to what we were saying before, is we'll do this where we're on a tour, we're accumulating beer from all these different bottle shops that have really good regional things, or some just have better selections than others, and then we go to Boston or some shit, and Aiden goes away for a night and then comes back with like two cases of Trillium, yeah. and it's like, well, <laughs> uh, I guess we're <laughs> drinking this. Oh no. Yeah. Do you guys have like I mean? You know that I'm very into wine. Like, that's my thing when I'm on tour. I'm always looking for good ah. wine shops. Do you guys have no. just like a list, like an ongoing list of of bottle shops? Uh, no, we kind of know um, certain areas that have certain bottle shops. Like, there's a place in uh, Atlanta that we walk to from, uh, I don't Terminal know. Terminal West? Yeah. It's like a two mile walk, but we. It is not a two mile walk no, at all. It is. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not it's not even a mile. Yeah, you might be right. It just feels like such a long walk when you're used to not doing anything. You know. <laughs> this, 
Yeah, I, I think we mostly just know where they are. We don't, I, I don't even know the name of any of them. No, no, certainly not. Here's also like so much. You can walk into a gas station and like you just found the right gas station. There's like a ton of incredible beer there. Yeah, right. There's like there's one gas station in Austin that sells natural wine that I know of. Which yeah, I was going to say the natural wine game is a little more specific. It's, I yeah, think. it's kind of a pain in the ass, but you know. <laughs> Back in the Empire's days, we got to play Founders a few times. Oh, cool. In Michigan. And that mm-hmm. was a fucking shit show every time. And it was so awesome. Like, they would give us they would give us a tour when you get there. They would give you mm-hmm. food and shit. But they would, all the green, like, the green rooms were conference rooms. And okay. they just had a wall of taps coming straight from the brewery. And they were just stocked your room up with glasses, and they were like, "Yeah, just, just have at it." And I, every fucking time, it was like by seven p.m., everyone was like out, of, like blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> we we've never played we've never played there, but um, we've been there a few times, and it's right. That's not far from. Um, I think it's called the Pyramid Scheme. Like the first time I had been to Founders, and the first time we had played the Pyramid Scheme. We walked over there before, and and I don't know if I don't remember what happened. If it was like someone that worked there knew who we are, or just assumed we were a band or some shit. But um, you know, with that always comes like, oh, and try this, and there's this as well, and how about these things? And this is a brew pub exclusive, and then you just end up leaving before doors are even open. Like, whoa, I need dinner. I really <laughs> need dinner now. I meant to eat something, and I I I, I didn't. <laughs> That was another thing I wanted to know. I mean, if I don't know how often you guys are actually going to visit breweries or like brew pubs or whatever, but I would imagine most of the time you're doing that before a show. How often are you just and are like overdoing it? Like you end up going back to the show just fucking blown uh, out of your head. Ever honestly, I don't think I've been drunk more than like five times in the existence of me being in this band. What? Um, yeah. No. no. Well, no. Probably. No. Well, I mean, no fucking way. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> That is simply untrue. I don't think I've ever been drunk more than five times on stage with the band. How about that? I'll give you okay, that. You I go. would believe that. Really? No, I'm pretty tame. It wasn't... I The first couple of years, I didn't even drink at all. I mean, I, I think the first time I drank, everybody was really surprised. And I was too, because I got really sick that night. But the sad reality <laughs> of this is Nick is the funnest drunk I have ever encountered yeah. in my life. Yeah, but you got to get me he's the, He's the best time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> But it takes yeah, a while to get me there. I like to have a good time. Don't get me wrong. I just drinking is tough, you know. As I don't know if you can say it on this podcast, but I'm more of like a, a weed smoker, you know. And the reason why is because it's just easier, you know. You <laughs> you you smoke. And Nick is a man of leisure. <laughs> yeah, above all, I'm not, let that be. I'm not trying like to take a man like of leisure right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not trying to take Keep like an hour, two hours to get like in a state of, you know, happiness. I just kind of like smoking is great. You smoke and then like almost immediately you're high and that's fantastic. But being drunk is a completely different thing and it is definitely a lot of fun. I, I just feel like it's kind of, for me, it's labor intensive and then I have to pee all the time. And that's like the biggest bummer to me is peeing all the time, especially when you're drinking beer. Cause like, dude, I have to drink like, not that I'm a big guy or anything, but like I have to drink like five beers to be significantly drunk. And that's like bullshit. Well, I don't know. Well, let's, bullshit. let's say it's five, 12 ounce beers. What is that? 60 ounces. That's like that, a half no, gallon. That's not you. You're talking about a different guy. 
<laughs> well, well, all right. How about this? I will drink five beers, and that's 60 ounces easy. That's a okay. lot of fluid. Are you talking so, like IPAs, or are you talking like PBR or some shit? You have to drink I, five. I ounces. don't even know anymore. Uh, uh, well, yeah, probably like five, like five and a half to six percent beers. And then I'm, I'm feeling, don't get me wrong, at that point, I'm drunk for sure. But I'm also peeing like crazy. And it's just like not what I'm about, dude. Like I hate it. Because like you got to like get, if you're at a bar, forget about it. You're like standing in a line the whole time forget waiting to use it. the bathroom. By the time like you get out of the bathroom, like five minutes later, you have to pee again. So you got to go stand in that line. By the time you get through that line, you, you're pretty much ready to pee yourself. It's just, I hate it. So, um, <laughs> for, so, you know, for the longest time, I just didn't drink, not to that excess anyway, but wow. you know, but well, now we have a we, we, and we can, we honestly with drinking are pretty responsible for the most part. I, I think the only time we're ever in a, like, yeah, that was maybe one too many is if we find ourselves at a really good cocktail bar before a show yeah. and we're like, we only have so much time. This was tremendous. It was only four ounces of liquid shit. Shit, shit. All right, one more, one more. But for the for the most part, we're we're all okay. Can, we're all can right. we talk yeah. about cocktails real quick? Yeah. About cocktails? Yeah. Yeah. We we could have included some other band members for that one, but we could definitely. You've got two of the fancy boys here. <laughs> we have another that's, club. That's the name of that club. We so kind of have, have a cocktail like, club and a beer club. Exactly. It's kind of like a merit badge situation we have going on in the band. Yeah, <laughs> diff, different members. Well, actually, only one person changes. So in the beer club, it's me, Nick, um, Eric, our merch guy, and then Aiden, our, our guitar tech, and Angel Boy. And then in Fancy Boys, it's just that Casey, our singer and guitar player, gets involved, and uh, Eric, our merch guy, tends to not be as fancy. Interesting. Although um, I feel like he would be very fancy. I'm surprised he's yeah, not, not part. Yeah, not that he's unfancy. Yeah. It's just that, you know. Schedules don't always line up. It's a schedule. Fancy Boys doesn't happen in the Ballers Lounge. That's strictly beer club. Yeah, yeah. He's got like T-shirts to sell, and we got cocktails to drink. So (laughs) (laughs) it's the sad thing. Okay. Do you have? Are there favorite cocktail bars for the for the Fancy Boys Cocktail Club in the U.S. um, that you always look forward to? There's a lot of them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Well, the last one I can think of that we went to, which is probably the one of five times I've been really drunk, is we went uh-huh. is our Providence excursion on a day off, and we uh, we went to the Eddie and we drank. I don't even remember what we drank, but I know we ate a lot of our charcuterie. Charcuterie, excuse me, a lot of dried meats and uh, a lot of cheese, and then we went over to where'd we go? The Dorrance. The Dorrance. Yeah. And that was kind of a blur for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I remember it being a blur for you. Yeah, it was a bad time for me. I remember really trying to hold it together and then giving up and disappearing in the bathroom for about a half hour. But I think I kept my cool, relatively speaking. Like, I didn't, like, fall off a chair or anything like that. I didn't make a scene. No, you, you did great. I do yeah. want to point out you, that as, you recover well. Also, as soon as you started talking about cocktails, Nick, your posture changed completely. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I wouldn't do right now for a good cocktail. My God. <laughs> All right, Rob, any favorites for you? But, well, the, the Eddie and the Dorrance are great. And we end up 
being able to do that kind of thing in Providence a lot just because people Nick grew up in Rhode Island and our drummer lives in Rhode Island and Gavin our keyboard player grew up in Rhode Island so we tend to take a day off there more or less um but the Dorrance is great. Uh, the Patterson House is mm. in Nashville. is is pretty is really good. Um, our buddy owns a bar called The Fox that, admittedly, my sister has been to, but I have not. And that I've heard great things about. I've been to The Fox. Um, we we always hit the zigzag in Seattle just because that's a lovely, lovely time. Yeah. The Green Russell in Denver. Yeah, I don't know that is one. another favorite. Hey. Um, it's kind of like a, a proper faux speakeasy where you walk down into – it used to be a fake pie shop, but now it's just like w- the host area for their restaurant. And then you just say like, oh, no, I wanted a reservation at the Green Russell, and they walk you through this employees-only door into this really beautiful bar. What, um, what is Nick doing right now? Just to say that I have a clear there's shot. There's no way to know. I have a clear shot to Nick's we, crotch. I had to adjust my light. I have this. For some reason. I have a non-dimmable LED in this uh, this outlet up up here, and uh, at a certain point, it just starts freaking out. So I have to kind of <laughs> actually, I have I have to dim it, <laughs> which is like kind of ironic. Anyway, hey, what's that place that we uh, we went to? It was a cocktail bar, and it was in a hotel or something, and there was a Wurlitzer electric piano that I was trying to buy, but it was actually given to the club by Jason Schwartzman of... Uh, what the what? fuck are you talking about? Uh, Where, what, what city was it? I don't know, but remember <laughs> we went into the lobby, and there was like this big monster... But it was like an art exhibit, and it was like... Oh, that was in Dallas. Yeah, that sounds um, right. I, I know what you're talking about now. I don't remember what that place was called. That place was good. We had... I, I won't call it out because, well, you'll understand why. But the place we fell in love with cocktail bars was this place in, in Dallas oh. that we kind of went to on accident. Where like, it was the only place near the venue, and we didn't know... It was the only place open. We didn't even know if it was food, if it was a bar. We didn't know what it was. But it ended up being an amazing time, and we ended up kind of hanging out with the owner at the time, and he was very uh, informative and, and was awesome. And the last time we were in Dallas, we went, went back to that same bar. It's got the same name, New Owners, Absolute Nightmare. So we were like, yo, we have to leave this place <laughs> right now. Let's find cocktails somewhere else. Yeah. And then we found this place. I don't remember what it was called, but, yeah, yeah it was it was downstairs under a hotel that had a big – hairless monster it had some kind of uh phallic name or something but they had to remove the penis because it was in the lobby of a hotel i don't remember it was a it was a whole weird hairless monster is a great well i don't name for a penis i could try to find it but i really don't uh you know i put a picture of it in the dropbox because i took a picture of it and uh yeah, but they they had a no. I I did too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Something happened at that cocktail bar in Dallas where, like, the bartender like spilled a drink or he like got glass in my drink or something like that, and he made me a new one or something. Do you remember that, Rob? Or he like bought yeah, us that all sounds around. familiar. Yeah, and that was also the first time I learned that, like, you I learned of the pony style beers. Oh yeah. Get highlight- I, oh yeah yeah. yeah. I, because he gave, he gave one of those to all of us. Yeah. And I was like, what, are, what the fuck is this? It's like an eight-ounce format glass bottle. That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that's it. There's the hairless monster. It wasn't the hairless monster. It was like, 
It was called something to do with its dick, but then it also didn't have a dick. Like I don't, I really don't remember. It was the dick. I don't, I don't know if you could really see that or not, but yeah, I can't. Um, I, yeah, it, it kind of looks like a weird walrus. It, it was big. It was enormous. It was huge. It was like fifteen feet high. No, maybe I don't know. 15. I'm, I don't know. Nick, you brought up the the pony style beers. Yes. Um, do you guys have any favorite regional like? Lower end kind of shitty beers. Is Favorite. White Claw a shitty beer? What was that? Is White Claw a shitty beer? No, White Claw is not, <laughs> and nor is it regional. It's, it's <laughs> shitty at being a beer. <laughs> it is shitty at being a beer. Uh, I don't know. I don't really love shitty beer, but if I'm gonna, if I have to pick one, because I'm a Rhode Islander, I'm gonna have to go with Narragansett. Nice. Yeah. I don't even like it. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> but you're you're forcing me into a corner here, and I'm giving you the answer. So, I I would almost go with Gansett too. I think, even though I don't want to, yeah. I think it's just because I've had some of their other beers and I kind of like them. Oh yeah. I I only have a deci- like a decidedly least favorite regional shitty beer. Let's hear it. It's Lone Star. Ah, like without a doubt, you hate There's Lone no Star. Question. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the fucking worst. It's not dude. good. <laughs> It's so bad. And also, I had this really awful experience. Actually, this, this was my first tour with the Deer Hunter. Nick wasn't in the band yet. We, we were playing this big outdoor place in San Antonio. And it's, I don't know, July, August. And um, they didn't have a green room for us because we were one of three. So they're like, yeah, just sit in your trailer in the parking oh, lot. Oh, God. We're like, oh, that's dope. We'll bring, your, we'll bring your rider out here. Our rider was only beer. It was only Lone Star, and it was not even cold. Oh. Like, they brought it out in a cooler with no ice, and we're just like, here you go. But I remember trying All to right. drink one and just being like, oh, this was already bad before it was warm. God damn it. See, I don't <laughs> mind it. I mean, it... It's really Ugh. bad when it gets warm. I mean, most shitty beers, once they get warm, I, I typically just, I want ice cold shitty beer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll typically that just makes throw sense. It out. But I don't, yeah, I don't mind Lone Star. And I think there's something sort of like sentimental with me and Lone Star. You know, I don't know. It just reminds me of. It's nostalgic for Yeah, you? It's, it's sort of nostalgic for sure, which is weird. Lone Star shouldn't be nostalgic. What's, no, it should not. What's your, <laughs> what's your favorite and least favorite? I love, um, Montucky cold snacks. The fuck is that? They, I don't know. If it's, Montucky, by the way, was that the first word? <laughs> yeah, Montucky cold snacks. It's really? it's got the white like pony on it, it with like a rainbow behind its tail. It's a blue can. Sounds great. all over the place in like Northwest, like Seattle. First time I ever had one was in Seattle. Huh. Okay, I've never no, heard of that. Either. That's that's Rainier country. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah, yeah. Well, that I mean, I love Rainier too, but. I think I the, Mon- the Montucky, also the fact that it's called a Montucky cold snack, a cold snack is like the greatest name for a beer ever. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a food, you know, it sounds like there's no way you could get drunk <laughs> off that. I don't know. I love that. But um, I love those. This is a weird one. I also really like Genesee cream ale. Oh, no, I get back that. I, I don't know it. how how regional is that though. Well, I don't know. I just think of like upstate New York when I think of Genesee. Also, like y- you and I grew up having access right. to Genesee. I don't know if that's <laughs> something <laughs> that like on the West Coast it ha- if you can even get it here. I'm I'm not sure. I feel like I've just seen it in enough places that I assume it's right fairly 
widely distributed. Cream ales kind of make me a little mad. I don't think that's a good description, you know. Cream ale. <laughs> it's I, a pretty bad description. Yeah, it doesn't taste like it doesn't have the texture of cream. It doesn't taste like cream. <laughs> it just kind of tastes like a so, shitty beer. I don't know. That's partially why I'm cool with Gansett though. Is I actually I like their cream ale. Yeah. And it might be seasonal or something for some reason, but I, I do like it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Are there any uh, any like breweries or or like regional craft beers or anything that we that we miss that you guys really love? There's a ton of them, I think. I had a whole list. <laughs> um, I want to do a shout you out. You tell me now you have a list. I sent you, yeah, a, you a list last night. Remember the text message? Oh, I don't even. Remember. I remember. We'll check I this out. I remember. Prairie. Did you send it to me? I did. Yeah, it was in the group chat. Prairie. I I bought this a couple weeks ago. This is a. Imperial Stout aged in Jamaican rum barrels, and it's Whoa. really strong. It's twelve percent, and I am I'm feeling it right now <laughs> because I'm almost done with it, and it's only been a half hour or something like that. <laughs> Wait, what was on your list? Well, that was so one of them for sure. There was definitely in Prairies, what Oklahoma City or uh, something. It's somewhere Tulsa, in Oklahoma, I believe. Right? And I remember going to their brew house or their tap room specifically, and we did. It was and it was mostly saisons. It was for mostly some saisons, but they kind of do everything well. They really do a lot with uh, imperial stouts. Something that's notable and also food related for you is when we went to to Prairie, uh, myself, Casey, and Gavin, I believe. We're on a salad challenge where we were basically only eating salads for the entire tour, and it really, really sucked. But we went to Prairie because I had to go to Prairie, and I got a salad. It was a chicken salad, and it was like the best salad I've ever had. Aside from being, you know, part of the the salad challenge, it was just the best salad I've ever had. So interesting. Yeah, and that's so, in Oklahoma City, you Tulsa, said? Oklahoma. So yeah, if you're looking for a good salad and a good beer, Prairie. <laughs> In Tulsa, Oklahoma, is the place to go. I'm sure their food is amazing, aside from the salad, but... Can I just say, a salad challenge on tour is the worst fucking thing to ever do to yourself? Because for the most part, at least back then... You're not the first person I've heard do that, and it just sounds so uh, awful. Yeah, because back then I think we were in a van, and the only salads or the only food you can kind of get when you're traveling around in a van is usually gas station food, and gas station salads are like the worst thing imaginable it's so bad it's always like shit brown wilted lettuce always and the chicken oh god ugh. you definitely you definitely had proclamation on that list i should probably talk about that for a second right absolutely man i mean first of all as some so nick used to work at this place and is friends with the guy that started it but that aside objectively great beer they just moved into a new bigger facility not that long ago that's really really awesome and has a lot of room for growth for them and yeah i uh in the early uh 2014 i think uh in between tours my friends just happened to be starting up a uh a brewery we had been in bands before and uh since i had so much time off i was like let me just volunteer and work and help you out get things going and you know uh so basically we just kind of got this thing going and it's turned out to be pretty fucking awesome and kind of amazing to see it coming from like a a 1600 square foot warehouse space to now like a a very large um and very well distributed uh actual beer company and proclamation yeah Yeah. they they do uh they have like a huge sour program if you're into sours they do like tons of that new england's ipa style beer and uh 
and yeah, I love them. I wish I could get their beer out where I am in Wisconsin right now, but the distribution isn't that extensive. I think they have actually. I think they actually have a pretty tough time supplying the Northeast at the moment. So um, I doubt I'll ever get any in Wisconsin unless I <laughs> just have them put some in the mail. But also on that list, I believe is McKellar. We went. We, oh, yeah. we try to go to the McKellar Tap Room in L.A. We just seem to kind mm-hmm. of play shows in that area. And the cool thing... We went there last time. We did go there last time. What's Oh, I thought you said we've never been there. Oh, Sorry. no, no, no. We, I, <laughs> I think I said we try to go. What's kind of cool about that is there's some like kind of like really cheap, kind of shitty, but kind of awesome like late night taco place right next to it. Well, not right next oh. to it, but pretty close to the venue that we played at, which was what? Where did we play? What, Terragram? Yeah, Terragram. Yeah, yeah. There's this taco place, and I think their tacos are like what, like a dollar or two or something like that. And they're pretty, pretty good, especially when you've been drinking. So you go to the McKellar Tap House, you go afterwards and get tacos. Love that. Yeah, yeah. They're with just several hours of show in the meantime. <laughs> this is generally speaking after the show, I think. But, um, but yeah, also the show. Yeah. Sorry, I. Oh God, I am really feeling this beer right now. Holy <laughs> oh, no. It's okay. Maybe we should have had you drink a whole one and then started. <laughs> uh, Rare barrel. I don't know what that is. Uh, I have a guess, and I think maybe I talked about it with you or someone. Definitely me. Yeah, Rare Barrel is in Berkeley, California. We played a show at. Was is it just called like the Berkeley Theater or something like that? It was called something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, like right. Oh, was that that spot like right across the street? It wasn't right across the street. It's kind of like a couple miles away. But basically, they're they're essentially like a I don't know what they call them. They but but they blend the beer. I don't even think they make the 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 wort on premise. I think they just get it shipped into them, and then they essentially just barrel age a bunch of beer. And it's just pretty much all sour beer, if I'm if I remember correctly. And that was another place uh, I'd been trying to go to for a while. Um, and they're in Berkeley, and they're great. What's that place in Portland that only does sours? In Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon, huh? I think those places are all over now, even if they're owned by someone else. Yeah, there was one place. It's, it's been there for a while. God, I wish I remembered what it was. And my my friend who is now a brewer, he was not a brewer at the time, but he was obsessed with beer, was on this tour. And he was like, oh, we got to go to this place in Portland. Hmm. I don't even know a brewery in Portland. I'm sure I actually do, but I can't think of any. Yeah. Uh, well, there, Nick, what's what's that brewery in um, Asheville? It was like right by oh, the orange peel. Yeah. Uh, Wicked Weed. You Wicked Weed. But so I think it's Wicked Weed has a set a separate tasting room for I think they call it like the Funk House or something like that. It's something to do with funk, but it's where they put all of their sour beers. Yeah. And it's a whole separate building. The place in Portland is called Cascade. Cascade. Oh, Cascade. Just, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah their, their sours are, like, incredibly sour. Well, I guess yeah, if you said I, that's... I love that, have. though. That's, like, I love that. Yeah. I I think they, um... Yeah, they do some really crazy shit. They're cool. Asheville is a fucking really cool place for beer. <laughs> Asheville has um, some some great stuff out there. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, I just went to a place over there. When were you just in Asheville? Uh, so Dave from Proclamation, we did a we did a beer festival at um, Southern Grist in Nashville, 
this past ah. March, right before COVID nineteen. Um, and uh, yeah, we 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 poured beer there, and there were, we then went to Asheville to do a collaboration with uh, a brewery called Dissolver, and they they make some really cool stuff, and they're really cool guys. They they are like a like a metal brewery, if that makes any sense. Like their decor I, and their staff is all metal people. They're cool. I, I've seen a few of those actually. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like that's a that's becoming more of a thing now. It's definitely a thing. Basically, just go to Asheville and drink beer because they have a fuckload of great breweries over there. Asheville's that, a cool. That place. Is true. And the Moog Factory is over or Moog Factory. Yeah, yeah, we got to do that one time and it was so fun. Yeah, that was such a cool experience. It's just I didn't realize that everything they make is coming out of that little fucking shop in Asheville. It's, it's a pretty small building, all things considered. Yeah, it's you know? really cool. It's really cool. Another great one that I was trying to get on the rider last time we were in New York. Um, I think they're in Queens, but single cut. Ooh, um, yeah, single cut. I, I have never had a single bad beer from single cut. Every style I've tried has been great. Every beer has been great. Um, yeah, super good. That's awesome. Single single cut over there, and like I already mentioned, other half is is tremendous as well. Yeah. yeah. What's the one in? Um, is Urban Artifact the one in Cincinnati that I had with with you last time I was home, Rob? I don't I don't remember if we had it or not, but it's certainly it's down there somewhere. I think I don't know if it's Cincinnati or not, but it sounds right. They pretty much just. They just do sours mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I remember from them at least. And I feel like if yeah. I'm going the craft beer route, I'm typically ending up drinking sours. Yeah, they mm. they call them all Midwest fruit tarts. <laughs> that's the worst name. <laughs> like it's its own type of sour. I don't know. Maybe they use their own like proprietary bacteria blend or something. I but. feel like I can single handedly thank you for getting me into sour beers, Rob. Oh, I'm pretty really? sure. I'm pretty sure you introduced me to that. Okay. And that became something that, that. you know, that's like the only beer aside from shitty beer. Like that's like the only sort of like craft beer that I've consistently chased. If I'm going to chase down a craft beer, it's probably going to be a sour ale. I swear you had a a craft beer phase. I did. I did, but I'm saying that's the only thing that stuck with me is the sour beers. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's interesting. When I first got into craft beer, I was really drawn to sours because I didn't quite understand the, the like explosiveness of hops. Like I didn't really get it. Um, but sours were somewhat easy for me. And I think that's because I, I more enjoyed wine myself. I know you mm. are big into wine. Not that I was like yeah. big into wine or anything, but I, you know, well, Rob, you probably remember. I would sometimes I would put a, a bottle of wine on the rider if it wasn't too big of an ask, you know, that was recently, and you no. would never open it. Uh, no, 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 no. Earlier on, I would open it. And you guys even said I even looked good holding a glass of wine. I, I, I guess I, I don't remember that. Yeah. I'll take your yeah, word for it. Happened. I remember the last tour that I got you a bottle of wine on, you literally did not open it. That's true, because, but now I'm into beer and White Claw. Well, oh, my bad. Yeah, but back then, before I was into beer, I was into wine. And that my transition into beer was sour beer. Which kind of makes sense because sour beer kind of has a lot of similarities, I think, to wine. Yeah, I can see that. I have one more question for you guys. Okay. Unless unless there's anything else you want to talk about. <laughs> uh, I can keep talking. No, I don't know. 
I can do this okay, forever. I, it's like I nice know, to have. So like, and, and I know nothing about beer now, so I'm a terrible person to talk about beer with. So I'm glad we're doing this. You're doing great. You're doing great. Okay. My last question, Nick, I don't know. I, Rob, you might know this. Nick, I always like to do a fuck, Mary kill to end Ooh. every episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love all of those things. It- <laughs> <laughs> uh, only kidding. I only okay. love two of those things. <laughs> um, we're going to do a, a shitty beer edition since you both kind of hate shitty beer. Okay. Coors Light. PBR High Life. So this is interesting to me, especially because we did, there was one night of beer club. I don't remember who we had as our guest, but we ended up doing a shitty beer tasting. Oh, I don't remember this. I wish I was your guest for that. That included two of these beers. And I've I've realized that what what I believed to have been my favorite was not. So I don't. I don't remember being at this this little uh, get together, and I I'm a little insulted. You were definitely there. You just don't remember. I might have been drunk. Yes. <laughs> so here's my thing with fuck Mary kill though, right? I never I never know the approach when it comes to like, uh, basically not people. Like what what's the implication of fucking okay, so, a beer? So like, so fucking a beer is <laughs> is, is like. I mean, really, in this scenario, it's it's just the middle ground, <laughs> I guess. See, is it the middle ground? So my, the way that I always kind of took it was it was kind of like, or when you put the thing up about fast food. Yeah. Fuck for me was Taco Bell because it was like, ah, uh, you know what? Like, I'm never trying to go there, but like, no, nah, I definitely let's oh, definitely yeah. go there. That makes yeah. sense. I I don't know. I don't know how to how to. No, I think that's a think, I think about that's a, what, how, whatever you got to do to in, internalize it. Ends, that, that's it ends fine. up being it ends up being guilty pleasure. <laughs> For me, this is easy actually. Do um, go first? Shit. Well, kill is easy. It's going to be Coors Light for me. Oh, oh man, I just, I, I just don't fuck with light beers. They're just not for me. Well, but what was the other um, option? PBR and then Miller Light. PBR and High Life. Oh, and High, High Life. Life. Oh, High Life. Oh, that does make it a little bit more difficult. So the beer shootout we did featured. PBR and High Life. Nice. And I and I had long believed that High Life was my go-to shitty beer, mostly because it was the one that more so dominated my younger, trashier drinking palate. Mm-hmm. In drinking those things side by side, PBR tastes way more like beer. Really? Like there's an actual hot presence to it. It's not just sweet. Maybe that's why I don't like it. <laughs> that could be, but I guess for if we're talking beer in a in a somewhat uh, traditional sense, I guess I'm fucking high life and marrying PBR. Wow, I did not expect it to go that way for you, Rob. In your I didn't cores, either, huh? but but here we are, yeah. Nick. So I man, it's I'm gonna have to agree with Rob, but it's I think for different reasons. So for me, I live in Wisconsin currently, and PBR, Wisconsin. You know, right. So I got to marry that because my, (laughs) you know, because I'm here. here, Yeah, exactly. It's kind of it hits closer to home. It is home. Um, My wife is from Wisconsin, so I have to marry PBR. Uh, Kill. uh, Yeah. I mean, between High Life and Coors Light. Yeah, I'm I'm killing Coors Light. And then I I guess I'm just, you know, 
fucking I'm just life. killing a light beer. It doesn't even I'm, matter what it I is. I just love Coors Light. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the attraction. Connor, for a long time, our, our mutual friend Connor, for those listening, yeah. um, for a long time was always talking about Coors Banquet. And it was just like, what the fuck, dude? I'm familiar with Coors. I don't understand why this could, how, why you're looking for this. <laughs> but then I finally had one with him. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. this is a, a pretty serviceable beer here. It's not terrible. I love Coors Banquet. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty it's solid. A good, it's a beer. It could just say, <laughs> it could just say beer on the label. And be like, yeah, that, this is beer. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about Colombian coffee. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. It's coffee flavored coffee for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's coffee. Well, thanks for doing this. Thanks. For I miss uh, both of you terribly. Yeah, when are we touring Same. together? Can that would actually be a good tour, Joseph and the Deer Hunter? I would love that. Oh tour. my god, I don't know that it makes sense musically, but. Dude, that definitely yeah. makes sense musically. The harmonies. That would be so You guys yeah. will become our That'd backing be band. Thanks again to Rob and Nick for joining me. If you want to find us on Instagram, we're on there at food.ontour. We have a website. It's foodontourpod.com. You can find lists of every restaurant mentioned in each episode there. And if you have any questions, comments, or food recommendations, send those to foodontourguys at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks.